0: Welcome to Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters, God and people. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, where you can learn to know and show the heart of God, and that's what counts. Thank you for joining me. Good morning. I'm so happy today to introduce you to my friend Mari D. from Embracing the Unexpected. Now, that is an intriguing title. Would you... First, tell us a little bit about your family and then uh, your ministry, and then we'll go from there.
1: I sure will, Sue. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Uh,
1: My blog is Embracing the Unexpected, and that has to do with all those things that come in life that are so difficult, and we think we're going to get buried under it, and I'll talk a little bit later about it, a little bit more, but um, it's it's learning how to embrace life in the midst of the unexpected and finding joy and all kinds of things along the way, even in the midst of. Terrible pain. Mm.
0: Do you find um, people who are in pain can accept that when you say joy right away?
1: No. I think you have to learn it. And I had to learn it. Mm -hmm. I think that you have to learn that two things can be true at the same time. So you can have pain and you can have joy at the same time. And one will not cancel the other out.
0: That's profound. That's worth the price of admission right there.
1: And once we believe that we can have both, but sometimes you don't feel entitled to have joy when the circumstances are so hard.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Say that again. Two thi- I'm writing it down so I can put it in the notes, but two yeah. things can be true at the same time, pain and joy. Is that what you said?
1: Yeah, Two things can be true at the exact same time. You can feel joy and you mm-hmm. can feel pain and mm-hmm. one does not cancel the other out.
0: That is so profound. Let's back up. Tell me a little bit about your family and then your ministry.
1: Okay. I have three children, and I've been married for, I think it's 32 years now. Me too. (laughs) And I could be off on that, but I think I did the calculation right. (laughs) (laughs) And I live um, part-time in in California, in Southern California, and part-time in Utah. Why is that? I have a daughter that I care for up in Utah, and so I... um, spend a great deal of time up here helping her with her mental health challenges.
0: Okay. Um, And because we're in COVID now, and who knows what we'll be like by the time this is published, we don't really know our future, do we? But the funny thing that strikes me is we never know our future. We just think we do. And COVID has made us, I think, made me more aware that, oh, yeah, you really don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And that's why Jesus said that. Don't worry about tomorrow. So true, Sue. (laughs) So true. Tell me about your ministry and how it got started.
1: Okay. I started, um, I started in this ministry. I have two ministries, so I have my writing and then I also have, um, I have a ministry that I co-created and lead with my husband and it's called circles of hope, uh, for mental health support. And it is an in inland, it is at Inland Hills church in Chino, California. And what we do is we have two segments of it. The one that I lead is a segment that, um, is for families that have a loved one with mental illness, so we teach life-changing skills, we educate them, and then we have some support. So there's three components to it. And now with COVID, we're actually doing it all online, at
0: least for mm. the time being. So when you say that you help provide life-changing skills, is that for the people who don't have the mental health, but they have loved ones who have mental health? Is that what you mean? Correct. Yes. Can you give me one example? What I just
1: taught you about the two things can be true. That's oh. one of the things that we teach. Mm. So that would be one of them, but we would, we would learn to work on that, teach that. We teach a lot about like validating how to communicate with your loved one um, in a way where it doesn't get so escalated. So there's lots of things, different things we teach there.
0: And did you have any formal education in dealing with mental health people or you just learned it on the job?
1: I have learned it on the job, but I've also been trained with uh, NAMI, with Family to Family. I can teach that class. And then I've also, Family Connections is a class through the National Education Alliance for Borderline Personality Disorder. Mm. And those are, it's a 12, both of them are 12-week classes.
0: Do you find that there is still, in this day, modern day and age, a prejudice against or a stereotype about people who have mental illness? Absolutely. And how do you fight that?
1: You know what? One of the ways we do it is to um, talk about it Mm. and talking about it and sharing, which is hard because if it's a family member, there's a privacy issue also. Totally. If we don't start sharing, we can never um, lower that stigma.
0: And what would be a guideline for sharing? I mean, and the expression, don't use your, don't, don't hang out all your dirty laundry, which I totally agree because I'm a speaker and I want to make sure I don't harm anyone by, or myself even, uh, or the perception of who God is by hanging out too much dirty laundry. So, what would be a, a guideline for helping someone express it? Because when you express it, then you can finally begin to deal with it, either if it's grief or something else. Well, one
1: thing I would say is if you want to get into a support group where you can openly share and share those hard things Mm -hmm. where you have that trust and that privacy because that is important you do need to share those things but if you're sharing publicly i would say it's a fine line and um i think you want to always share it from your own perspective so you tell the story from where you are how it affects you how it impacts you but it is a fine line you want to always paint them in in a good light and yet you want to help
0: people so it's a fine line Mm -hmm. I find that when I speak about my own trials um, with God or whatever, it gives it gives my coming to God more legitimacy. Do you understand what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely.
0: So, can you talk a little bit about? Well, we're not talking about legacy, but what is your legacy that you want to pass down to those you know and love? Okay. Well, I have to tell you, when you gave me this question about <laughs> legacy, it had my
1: mind spinning. Why? But- A bit of panic came over me. I'll tell you why. There were so many things that I want to pass down. And the older I get, the more I worry I'm not going to accomplish it. So the overachiever in me kept listing things out. I was utterly perplexed on which one was the best. That's a little bit of my perfectionist. I'm a recovering perfectionist.
0: Well, I'm not, so you can say whatever you like.
1: But then I have to tell you, I gave up. I even considered canceling last minute. Oh, come on. I did. It's crazy. But then um, as I laid my head down last night to go to sleep, it was so clear. I mean, the message was clear and simple. I want people to say when I'm gone, when the going got tough, Mari put her trust in God and didn't give up. Mm. In those times when one bad thing came after another, because they did. I want people to know that. Um, excuse me. Once, let me. I lost my. I was have a few notes here. I wanted to get.
0: I thought you were crying.
1: Uh, well, I do I do get emotional?
0: <laughs> That's our right as women.
1: Yes, it is. <laughs> so, in those bad times, when thing one thing came after another, I I wanted people to. I wanted to look towards God. And I, don't, I wanted to be able to say, when I don't understand, when I don't like it, that's okay, God, I'm in. It's your will. Mm-hmm. That's what I kind of learned to do is just say, hey, I'm in. And mm-hmm. he truly is all we need. He'll hold us tight in those dark and lonely times, and he won't let us go. Mm-hmm. He'll be with us when we weep, and when we need strength, and when we need a friend. So verse I and- clean Tightly to is trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding.
0: And where do we find that?
1: That is at Proverbs three five and six. Yeah. And seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take.
0: And that's where. That's, that's the same the same passage. passage. Yeah. Um, I find that I don't really know God uh, the way I want to know Him until I do suffer. Do you find the same?
1: Yes, I thought I knew God. I thought God and I were close. But when I suffered and when I had to really trust in him was when the intimacy just skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I always say that's one of the benefits of suffering is that we crawl up on his lap. A dear a dear friend of mine, she's 95. She told me years ago that with trials which she's had, you either become bitter or better. Yes. And that can happen even as we grow older. We think we know God. We think we trust him. And then we go, what? This again? Exactly. What caused you to want to go in and, uh, the mental health area? Because it is kind of unusual.
1: Um, well, one of the reasons I, I went into it was because my, my children, I never in a million years would have gone into it or dreamed of it. You know, it wasn't on my radar. But because my children suffered is how I jumped in. And I'm one of those. I jump in with both feet. Okay. But so it was God, way God. beyond me. So I, I knew I had, to, I had to grab God's hand. I couldn't do it.
0: Hmm. Um, how old were your kids when you? Can I about, ask that?
1: About 14. Both of them. Mm-hmm. About mm-hmm. that. About 14, 14 through 16, right in there. And did you
0: immediately start questioning God?
1: I don't think I did to be honest. I don't think I did immediately because I think I just jumped in.
0: Jumped in to help. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: I think it was later that I began questioning, but I didn't spend a lot of time questioning. I I remember meeting with our pastor and he looked at me and he said, you know, Mari, you're going to have to make a decision right now. You're going to have to decide whether you're going to trust God, mm -hmm. trust them if they're healed, trust them if they remain sick and trust them even if they die. Mm -hmm. so he goes you have to choose that and that was the best advice I ever got Mm -hmm. so I choose I chose to trust God so when I falter in that because I do falter in that trust and I do get ahead of God at times but when I falter in that all I have to do is remind myself I already made the choice Mm -hmm. I chose to trust him
0: what do you mean by the expression get ahead of God because I think all of us do that we're busy girls Well, something happens
1: or um,
0: I decide to do something and I just
1: jump in with both feet. I'm one of those. I'm a doer. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I jump in and then I look back to see if God's coming. (laughs) And so I have to. (laughs) Come on, God. I'm in charge here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and it's like, isn't this what you wanted me to do? Yeah, please. uh, Please support it. Yeah. And a lot of times it isn't.
0: Yeah, and I, it's, like, it's like if I've been asked to speak on something, I go and I look for scripture to support what I already want to say. And yes. then God stops me and says, ah, let's look at me first. Yes. Let's look at the truth first, and then I'll bring along your illustration. Yeah. No, that's so true. Yeah, yeah. I think I wait on God until I don't. Yes. Mm -hmm. um how are you currently doing that you've already explained a little bit you're involved in a lot of mental health groups and supporting we're going to put those links by the way in the show notes for those of you who are listening if you have any if you yourself struggle with mental health issues as well as uh people that you love who do and how to best support them and also isn't a support service for them it's for you right because you're suffering um do you want to explain those again, or is there something more that we haven't said about what you are, how you're currently helping pass on that legacy of trusting God in midst of change?
1: No, I think that that, that is good. I mean, one thing I do is, um, I mean, I, I don't have this wired. I just want to say that I am a work in progress. So one of the ways that I do also is I, I try to spend time every morning. I try to start my day with God, and it makes all the difference in the world, especially when I'm going through difficult times. It's scheduled in. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's non-negotiable. And a few years back, I created an um, acronym to pray with, and it's, and it's the acronym TRUST. And so the T is for uh, thankful. So I'll name three things I'm thankful for. R is for repent. U is for uplift my request to God and S is my hardest one. It's sit still with God and listen for his voice. That happens to be my life verse and not because I haven't mastered because I need it. And my life verse is be still and know that I am God. Psalms 46, 10. And so on that one, I've actually even tweaked it a little bit. I've been trying over the last week or so to actually take a 10 minute walk with God. Hmm. Just listen, not talk, not ask, just listen to him. And I am amazed at what he has been showing me. Wow. And then the last one is the T, take hold of God as my master for the day. And I write that down the page. I love to journal it because then I'm left with the word trust. Mm -hmm. Love that. I have a little packet on my website that is a free downloadable.
0: So they could get that themselves. They could, yes. Okay. They could. All right. I'll look for that to Lincoln as well. Um, when you feel like you can't trust God anymore or any longer or for the latest thing, what do you do?
1: I, um, you know what? I, I pray. I say the words out loud. I choose to trust you, God. Mm. And it really helps to verbalize it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I cry and sometimes I scream at God, I'll be honest, Mm -hmm. and um, I'm angry. And it's so good to get that out because once I get it out, it turns my trust right back to him.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But not everyone turns back to God through their anger.
1: You don't. Mm -hmm. Right. No.
0: I was reading the book of John last week and it said that Jesus was troubled and I thought, okay. And then he talked to himself and I thought, all right, I can talk to myself when I'm troubled. Get it out there, but realize that God is sovereign. Yes. Yes.
1: And I think um, consistently reading his word is another thing that's in my morning routine. Mm-hmm. You know, and even, even stories that I think, oh, I could skip that today. And I'll, because I'm reading through the Bible in chronological order. And sometimes yeah. I think, well, oh, I'll just skip that today. I already know that story. And <laughs> something pops right out.
0: Yeah. yeah. It teaches us a lesson, doesn't it? Yes. Um, have you had to make any changes or overcome obstacles to make this legacy of trust happen?
1: Yes. Um, lots and lots of things. (laughs) Give me a couple. I think the main thing is, you know what? I have to get out of God's way. I get in his way a lot. Um, I'm strong. He built me strong. And sometimes I try to rely on my own strength. And so I have to just move over. And sometimes I have to quit arguing with God when it makes no sense. And I think I already mentioned the hardest thing is getting out of his way uh, or getting ahead of him. Can you give me an example?
0: Um sure. <laughs> I just we're I, real. This is a real podcast.
1: Oh, it is. I just got super excited. I was at a writing conference and I got super excited about reaching out and connecting with other women who are um in the mental health field. Now, that's not a bad thing. And I'm still glad I did that. Mm-hmm. I didn't pray about it. I didn't ask God about it. And it was like I was going to do this big thing. And it's like, wait a minute. God asked me to write a book right now, yeah. not start something else. That's for you know next year or the year after. So now I'm going to have to back that up a little bit. I still want to gather the information, but I can't really. That's not where God called me to be right now.
0: And did you laugh at yourself or berate yourself? Both.
1: <laughs> here I, I go I again <laughs> I think I laughed more and shared yeah. it with, a little bit with my husband and he kind of looked at me like oh it sounds like you <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um, for those who are listening who God did not make strong mm-hmm. do you have any wisdom to share with them
1: God, yes I do God will equip you
0: mm-hmm.
1: you may think that you're not strong but he will be with you every single second. Mm. And he will build you up and he will give you the strength that you need for that moment. Mm. Don't have to think about all the future moments, just that moment.
0: Uh when I think there's nothing harder um than to see our children suffer. Absolutely. I heard a missionary when I was in college say that the hardest thing was being worried about her small children on the mission field. I don't know why that stuck with me. I don't even remember her name and I didn't become a mother until, you know, 15 years later. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you become this mother bear where you want to protect your children and no one can say anything bad about them except you. And um, so how have you been able to deal with this? I know the idea is trust and not worry about the future. But there's a certain amount of grief involved, don't you agree?
1: Absolutely, yes. And you have to learn to grieve. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit about the book that I'm working on. Um, you do. You have to learn to grieve. And you have to learn to grieve because nobody around you even knows that you need to. They, don't, they can't see your losses. Your friends that don't struggle with the same thing can't, can't understand. Mm-hmm. So um, you have to learn to grieve with God.
0: So you're really alone in your grief except for your support groups, except for your husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, but we, even your husband, you grieve at different times Of course,
0: yeah, which is good Yes It's like where it says in Ecclesiastes When one falls, the other pick them up Well, there's no one If you're not showing people that you're falling They can't even reach out to help you Right And there might be someone listening today Who is grieving alone And God does teach us a lot when we're alone with him But he may want you to express your grief to one other person who can help Absolute. lift you.
1: You need other people. You need yeah. God, but you need other people too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I always like to say, if God uh, didn't want us together, he would have put us all on our own planets. Right. But yeah. we're all on this one big planet and it's a mess right now. And um, it's, it's teaching us to trust more. does, isn't it? The whole it, thing. Is. it is. The whole Right, Right. Would you like to leave us with any last minute bit of wisdom? You've given us so much already. I'm so thrilled you didn't give up and cancel today. I'm glad too, Sue. It's so nice
1: (laughs) meeting you. (laughs) I would say that I I, I just want to reiterate, you have to choose to trust God up front, no matter what the outcome might be. Mm -hmm. When those unexpected circumstances come your way, because they will, you don't have to waste any more time trying to figure out whether you are or you aren't going to trust God because you already did it. Just Mm -hmm. trust him. You merely have to remind yourself You've already made that decision. Mm-hmm. Then I would say, be ready when he whispers in your ear to do something that seems outrageous and beyond you. Mm-hmm. All you have to do grab his hand and go. He will equip, he will strengthen, and he will be the one to help you persevere. He mm-hmm. will make your life count. Yeah. So, true. so many times we get so hung up on wanting to make a big splash. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the other thing is, that one person is worth it. I mean, yeah. help that one person. If you only helped one person in your life, that is enough.
0: Yeah. I just uh, watched chariots of fire again the other night and the one runner was so uh, worried about not leaving a legacy
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: um, and then also watching Hamilton, uh, the the musical about Alexander Hamilton. So trying to get over his background and leaving a legacy Um, And yet God just says, follow me and Mm -hmm. I will make your life count. Thank you, Mari. It's been a delight and a pleasure and and instructive as well as encouraging. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Sue. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event see my keynotes and retreat series as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.